this is going to be meaningful or of interest to anyone listening, like a listener. The Sunday Skypers. But yeah, Mutant Chronicles is the like 1993 uh, game. The original is, is Target Games. Uh, it's a shoddy translation of the Swedish text. I'm kind of in the mood to try the my World of Dungeons hack of Chronicle of Mutants. Uh, I can share that and then maybe put up a quick mm-hmm. Roll20 thing. Is Chronicle of, of Mutants different than Mutant Chronicles? Well, um... People's <laughs> front of GPA is day in people's front. <laughs> I mean, is it the, the same, I guess, sort of diesel punk sort of yeah yeah, yeah. so so it's the same setting it's the same setting it's just like i I was a little frustrated with some of the elements of um of the original uh, game system Uh, and my first solution was to pare it down and then i end uh, it ended up being kind of boring and i kind of i like the options you have in in games like uh, apocalypse world and dungeon world and so forth and world of dungeons and world of dungeons turbo so um i put something together in a, in a like simple pared down version that that should be easy enough. I enjoyed the character I played, the former actor turned uh, turned private eye. Uh, sure. Uh, if you look under events, there's a movie star event. You can pick that, uh, and we can set the like experience level. So uh, if you want to be not a rookie uh, to begin with and have a little more uh, talents and such to play around with, uh, that works. From the sounds of it, the setting sounds a bit like, you said, diesel punk. What it is is really on the tin. It's a techno-fantasy role-playing game. It mm-hmm. takes place in our solar system, sort of. Only there's you know dark magic and uh, sort of dark versus light, high-fantasy elements. It's a, it's a, it mingles a dystopian uh, far-future solar system with uh, tiny elements of cyberpunk, uh, sci-fi, fantasy uh film noir uh and uh war movies like uh, you know saving private ryan you combine all that and you get this uh kind of fantastical 1940s to 1960s kind of style era of um kind of retro future stuff sort uh, of like you can see th- the art deco like elements in the design right and warhammer 40k Late 80s, early 90s, giant shoulder pads are in there, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of, like, 80s action movie uh, influences, obviously. I tend to zero in on the kind of film noir and uh, mm-hmm. vaguely absurd humorous elements and the horror elements, right? So so if you take, mm-hmm. like, horror and film noir and put it on a kind of retro-future solar system level where, you know, you, know, you have Luna City, which is the uh, kind of, like, fantastical mm. art deco new york on the moon elements of blade runner maybe but without the mm-hmm. high tech the reason for the scaling back of the technology is that uh, ages ago the mega corporations uh, discovered um some sort of tablet on pluto which led them to the 10th planet nero and there they woke a great darkness that that's kind of like demon aliens or something uh, and they have mm. been sweeping in and like attacking everybody and there they have this kind of magical dark symmetry that corrupts high technology uh so all the thinking machines all the robots all that kind of stuff it was deactivated and and decommissioned and things people have been going back all the way to like coal power in some instances 
So it's that's the retro element, right? So we have a very like 40s, 50s film noir plus 80s action Rambo mm-hmm. nonsense. <laughs> and and Hellraiser, of course. Hellraiser is a big influence. Basically, it's it's Event Horizon only made in the 1950s instead of the 1990s. That's not a, that's not a terrible analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right, another element I should point out. This is not about space. You're always yeah. on a planet. The planets have no difference in gravity for some reason. It's never explained, and we live in the far future, so nobody is questioning it. That's how it's always been. There are a bunch of corporations, big corporations, that kind of emulate city-states of yore. So we have the mm. Capital Corporation, which is, you know, America in the kind of, <laughs> you know, most over overblown Almost a parody. Almost a parody. Um, it's the most considered the most egalitarian of the corporations because every citizen has capital stock. Everybody is a co-owner. And uh, if if you're like born low down in the, uh, if you're born poor, you can still, you know, with a lot of like razor sharp business sense, you could get to the top and become president. Unlikely, but uh, it's possible. Uh, other corporations yeah. like Bauhaus, for instance, which is more European, kind of Germanish. Uh, German, Russian, Italianish. They have a very regimented society, kind of feudal, uh, kind of mm-hmm. cross between feudal and socialist. Like everybody is a cog in the machine and everybody has a job mm-hmm. to do and there's not a whole lot of social mobility. Similar is for Mishima, which is primarily Japanese in element, but they have some other East Asian elements as well. There, you know, you have the noble conglomerates, clans uh, on top, mm-hmm. and then you have a lot of like workers, peons. You have Imperial, which are based roughly on, on the UK and Britain. If you take like the, the rugged independence of Scottish and Irish clans and give them a, like a British queen, that's roughly Imperial. They're the kind of one of the smaller corporations. Uh, so they, they're constantly like doggedly pursuing getting territory from the others. So they're like, okay, they realize that there's a Bauhaus noble that is mismanaging his section of Venus. So they're like, yep, we took it over. Big whoop, want to fight about it? Uh, they, they all have different like uh, primary mm-hmm. worlds, like Mishima is primarily on uh, Mercury, uh, Capital is primarily on uh, the Moon and Mars, Bauhaus is mainly uh, Venus, and uh, Imperial are kind of in the asteroid belt and scraps of all the rest. But yeah, that's, that's kind of like the big picture. And then, of course, you, know, you can see all the like Hellraiser-type yeah. demon alien things. Right, so there's a there's a cartel, which is kind of the the corporate UN, uh, which was put together for the corporations to get over their petty differences and jointly fight the Dark Legion, defend humanity from from the horrors of the the outer dark, which is kind of spearheaded by the Brotherhood, which is a an organization that is kind of like the Catholic Church in look and in trappings and in mode but their philosophy is entirely different it's a uh, light versus dark describe them previously as kind of a jedi order ca- jedi catholics so they have like bullshit force powers and they walk around in the, these like uh, gas masks and giant ropes and shit and the catholics from the inquisition right right specifically the inquisition and of course there are tons of like little uh, under subsects of like assassins and uh, mystics and you name it that that's the gist of the the setting okay 
I mean, it, it does sound a bit like a pared-down version of Warhammer. It's a more pulpy, pulp-era kind of version. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not all overblown space opera. Forget that. Mm-hmm. Kind of the caveat that that uh, the, the game is based on. This isn't anywhere in the in the document. Uh, mm-hmm. The first the first uh, core rulebook, anyway, is that you're playing these like freelance problem solvers, PIs type characters in Luna City on the moon. And uh, you'll do all these kind of like, it's kind of, I don't want to say shadow run, but uh, you're essentially like the expendable, uh, deniable assets that various corporations and factions will use when they don't want to use their own. Uh, and of course, private contracts like, uh, like uh, the last session we played where John Weld had some unfortunate uh, things happen to some friends of his. Oh, I see. Your skills come from what you choose for your events. Right, right. At, at rookie, like if you want to be a little more competent and have uh, like an extra talent or um, some more like stat points, we can start you off it as agents, no problem. Want to be agents, Dirk? Sure. Right. So, agents' attribute scores sum to plus three. So, as long mm-hmm. as your total is plus three, you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get uh, one skill plus whatever you chose for your um, event there. 12 hit points, yeah. three strain. Let's see. Uh, I wonder if I should not use the same name because every time you say John, John's going to think that you're talking to him. Oh, that's true, I suppose. Sorry. I could say well. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's an actor, so he's probably has changes his name frequently. <laughs> <laughs> He had a stage name, and you know he had the legal problem, so he's changed his name a few times to avoid them. <laughs> John, well, no, 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 I'm Bill Weld. <laughs> yeah, my character's name is Klaus Reinhardt, so you can guess who I am playing, what corporation I belong to. Now, do you think he's from an upper crust social strata, or like uh, more? I'm looking at the events things. I'm trying to figure out events and talents to see where I'm going to put him. Actually, I was looking at academic mm. for his event. You're you probably think... a little higher up. Not necessarily. You can still be an engineer and not be terribly high up in there. A fun element of Bauhaus is that they are absolutely fanatical about nightly orders. So, um, if you were to pick, like, I don't know. Contender, you could say that you're part of the night, nightly order of the discus or something, right? It's the ultimate frisbee guy. Okay, do we pick a talent? Rookies get one talent and one event. As an agent, you get to choose an extra talent or event. So my my initial talent is sharp, and my event is academic, and I took tech as my skill. Mm-hmm. And this is remember like retro, so we're talking electronics, mechanics, that kind of stuff. Do I take another event or take another talent? Ooh, yeah, I like to take another event. Homeless. So I may have been high up, but I'm not anymore. Or this is why I'm doing this kind of work now. What, what do you think happened? Like, were you disgraced? Were you disinherited? Were you... Well, yeah, you'll see um, there's this little problem with this paper I was writing. It turned out it wasn't mine. Uh, <laughs> see. How many hit points do we get? We start with eight. Plus four for uh, agent. Twelve. 12 total, okay. Mm. And we get three strain. Yes. And strain is the mechanic from World of Dungeons Turbo, where you can spend one to add one D6 to any roll, whether it's uh, uh, an action roll or a damage roll or whatever. And when you rest and recover, you roll your unspent stress to recover that many hit points. So the more you strain yourself, the harder it will be to 
recover like damage if you get hurt. Klaus wears a gray business suit with, with a black tie and a fedora. No, Hamburg. I think I'll, I'll go with Jack Weld, since that's another <laughs> another version of, of John. Jack Slade is going to be uh, a bit pissed that you cribbed his name. <laughs> Who? Oh, your, your longtime rival leading man. Um, oh. <laughs> Maybe that's why I picked it. <laughs> and uh, so the events, I took Movie Star and Contact. Cool. Uh, let me know which corporation you have an interest in having a contact in. And it, it doesn't have to be a megacorp necessarily. It could be the Brotherhood. It could be, well, the cartel could also be an, uh, an example if you want to have a UN type contact. Maybe Brotherhood would be good because, uh, you know, I met, uh, I can't remember their names. The Right, 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 right. Brother, I don't know, Sinister and Sister something or other. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was uh, Inquisitor Salvatore and Duval, right? Yeah. See, my talent was lucky. And then for skills, I have Sway, Awareness, and Chronicles. Cool. Uh, and you took Sharp? Yep. Hey, uh, I was a professor. I had to learn when, when those students were lying to me. <laughs> this is not your paper. <laughs> <laughs> The, the bus wouldn't uh, show up. I'm, that's why I'm late. <laughs> the mutant took my homework. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is that it's vaguely plausible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we'll start in the afternoon. It's a it's a drizzly, gray, lunar city afternoon. Uh, overcast. People are are kind of moving about outside of your office building. Uh, with the umbrellas and newspapers over their heads. There's like a little uh, Meals on Wheels wagon uh, across the street, serving chili dogs or something. Steam from the the street kitchen is uh, rising up and mingling with the rest of the steam in the city. It, it's been really slow. The agency, which is what, what, was, what was called Eagle Eye Detective, detecting something like that, that was one of the names, yeah. You know, like sector agency. <laughs> right. So um, I think Moretti is, is uh, away on uh, some uh, function or other, being the kind of like uh, highbrow, wealthy individual, the owner, the primary owner, shall we say, of, uh, of eagle eye detecting. And uh, I think uh, maybe, maybe you've hired on uh, Klaus for some you know, clerical work, detecting, interviewing, that kind of stuff, since he seems to have a, a knack for figuring out when people are lying mm-hmm. through their teeth. And uh, yeah, picture this like, uh, you know, uh, daredevil type office where you have like a, an entry room and then you have like an offices to right and left. You know, you have the classic like door with the glass with your names on it, like all that stuff. So anyway, uh, it's, a, it's a slow day uh, and uh, no work has been coming in for about um, half a month. So uh, the funds are getting a little low. You're maybe eating some of that street fare. Uh, and uh, uh, that's when you have a knock on your door. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that uh, Moretti installed a little like uh, bell <laughs> above the door. To wake me up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a Zeftig secretary, or are we just doing it ourselves? No, you you are not that. <laughs> Rather, Moretti is not that generous. So it's it's like, oh, oh okay, business. Mm. Uh, and this kind of well well put together young ish woman comes into the uh, office, 
she has kind of business attire, uh, like a suit, skirt, stockings, all that stuff, uh, kind of like 50s-ish getup. And she has a, a briefcase in one hand. Uh, and uh, I think she has a little like hat pinned to her hair, like on a, on a, on an angle. Little uh, pillbox, little pillbox hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she looks around and she's like, "Hello, is this Eagle Eye?" Ah, hello. Greetings. I am the I am uh, Klaus Reinhardt, one of the associates. Uh, uh, Jack, wake up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Come striding out. Is this a typical like uh, shirt sleeve sleeves rolled up uh, kind of deal, or I'm still dressed properly? Mm-hmm. Straightening up my tie as I walk out. <laughs> <laughs> so she looks over to you, uh, Weld, and she's, uh, oh, you must be John, uh, Jack, Jack Weld. Or, is that right? Uh, yes, that's me. Huh. Uh, she uh, puts, uh, there's probably like a desk in the waiting or a, a table in the waiting, uh, like a reception room. And she puts that down. She opens her briefcase, pulls out a file, and she flips through it. And she's like, my, my documents say this this is uh the business of a of a moretti and john weld i go by jack these days uh oh okay you are the weld and moretti who were uh involved in some dealings with the brotherhood not too long ago uh yes oh uh okay good 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 she puts uh all of that away uh snaps her briefcase shut offers her hand i'm Shaw, elizabeth Shaw. Not Elizabeth Shaw, uh, uh, Emily Shaw. Because we're not going to steal from Prometheus, are we? Take her hands. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, how can we help you? Uh, she extends her hands. Hand, not hands. <laughs> Both <laughs> hands to Reinhardt. No. One hand. Uh, I'd I, I take it, you know, give that proper little German salute. And you can hear the heels click. Oh. Give a little bow. So as you're doing that, and and she's taking your hand, she's, you know, her head is turned toward Weld, and she's like, yes, uh, I have a job that might be perfect for you. Uh, it is of some seriousness and import. Uh, and uh, given your history, I think you might be perfect. Do you have a, well, I suppose this will do. She looks around, um, clearly expecting to have like, maybe you would have like a professional, like conference room or something. Step into the office here. <laughs> we'll go into Moretti's office since it's going to be in better shape. <laughs> I'll grab a notebook and be prepared to take notes. I suppose first things first, she sits down in one of the chairs Moretti has in there. Uh, I represent um, imperial interests. I hope that is not a problem for any of you. Nine. Good, 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 good. We have had a, a slight issue uh, with um, our logistics division. Uh, there was a shipment of arms going to uh, the uh, headquarters here in the in Luna. Uh, however, it somehow was lost on the way. Uh, and uh, as close as we can figure, she opens her briefcase again and starts pulling out like files and photos of like there, there's a uh, like a van, old timey van. Uh, there are some people in photos, like security people. Uh, they all have like a, a imperial shoulder pads. She says, um, as close as we can figure, it vanished somewhere in the vicinity of your office here in the perimeters. Uh, we do not, unfortunately, have very much intelligence on the, the, the local area, and we don't have any operatives currently working here. So given that you are locals, well, 
one of you anyway. Apologies if if I'm misreading. Uh, she offers to Reinhardt. No, no, no. I've been only here for a few years, so I'm still learning the area. Well, I think you would have a greater chance of locating this shipment uh, than we do. What you're looking for, if you are interested, that is this and this, and she pulls out two like photographs of uh, looks like a oblong shipment crates. They uh, have some sort of like um, imperial stamp on them uh, and some like uh, writing that is difficult to parse with the grainy photograph. Uh, there are two of them, uh, and it is imperative that we get both back. Unfortunately, I don't have any meaningful leads, but given that you would know the area, I'm sure you can scrounge up some informants, yes? Sure, you you don't have any any suspects as to who would be interested in intercepting your your goods? Intercepting, no. She points to one of the pictures of black security people. Maxwell Axelthorpe, however, uh, we do know that he has some ties to the Luna City underworld. Uh, not in this area, as far as we are aware, but um, you know how it is with criminals. So uh, why did you hire him? Uh, oh, he was not considered a security risk at the time. I would suggest increasing your ability to uh, background check your employees in the future. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got all this straight. They hired this Maxwell Axelthorpe to move these goods, and he and they have disappeared. Oh, you're asking me or her? I'm trying to get the whole history here that as much as she'll reveal it. Oh, right, right, right. right. She says, yes, well, not specifically, you understand. Mr. Axelthorpe has done a, um, a good amount of security work for us uh, on and off Luna with no hitches. Oh, uh, is she telling the truth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, she's telling the truth. She believes. I will, of course, not interfere in your day-to-day uh, -day operations. Should you recover these two crates, should be able to reward you handsomely. There is, of course, uh, I, I expect you take what fifteen percent. Um, what's the term for like a charge? You you, you charge something ahead. Upfront fees, yeah. whatever. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and and expenses. They will be itemized. Do not worry. I <laughs> see whales like John <laughs> Coat One. <laughs> uh, does this sound like something you are able to do, gentlemen? It sounds like this is a job for us. Yeah. Capital. No pun intended, she says. And kind of struggles to uh, recover for a moment. And then she says, um, any further questions? I want to have sketched out, though, as, as much as she'll tell me the, the history of the shipping of this of these crates right so so she gives you the information they arrived at uh, a particular spaceport in the morning uh, they were scheduled to arrive at uh, at 10 30 uh, you know at, at imperial headquarters i forget exactly what it's called now but they have a, like a corporate headquarters in on luna and it didn't arrive and so they've been uh, putting together some sort of uh, a quick like um, assessment of, of the situation and and you all seem to be the best the best option for for expediently expediently uh, locating and potentially recovering these uh these crates these weapons mm -hmm. she says arms right she doesn't go into detail unless you really press her these arms you're looking to get back i guess how volatile are they they if we encounter them N not terribly volatile uh, valuable more valuable yeah. 
And uh, we wouldn't want to be involved in some sort of scandal where imperial weapons ends up on the streets of Luna and uh, wreaks all kinds of havoc. In case it is necessary, do you authorize us to destroy them, to keep them out of the hands of various agents? Uh, no, no. Under no circumstances are you to destroy any of the, the weapons or the crates. In fact, do not open the crates, do not tamper with them, unless they have already been tampered with, of course. If they have, mm -hmm. I would advise you to attempt to recover any if they are still there. But it is imperative that we get the crates back, and the weapons themselves, in, in, uh, in uh, pristine condition. It would probably be best if you were more explicit on what's in the crates, because if, if they have opened them and taken whatever's in it out of it, it would be difficult for us to make sure we got the goods back to you, since we don't know what they are. Yes, you have an itemized list of the contents. Right, so she makes a little face, and then, like, she would pr have preferred not to go again, get into specifics, uh, and then she digs out another folder out of her briefcase, and uh, she provides you with this, like, itemized list of specifications, and they, they appear to be specifications for some sort of handgun. Uh, and uh, it's like dimensions, capacity, so forth. Is it a BFG handgun? No, 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 no. Looking at the specifications, they don't look special, but perhaps this is some sort of prototype. So, and she she points out, like, yes, these are a specific type of new model pistol, sort of one of a kind uh, mm. model. Not one of a kind, but you know, like new, unique design. It is a uh, new design that they hope to sell on the market, and uh, yeah. there's a number of them in each of these crates. Or uh, yes, uh, there are twelve per crate. You can, you can see you can see Klaus putting his hands out, doing his mental calculations how big the crates would be. Ah, yeah, that's about the right size for carrying them. All right, and then uh, give us your contact information when we recover these, or if we have any. Uh, Questions that come up during our investigation. Of course, she provides you with a business card, Emily Shaw, and, and it's the Imperial Security Council or something, I, ISC or ICS, I forget what it's called, but, you know, the, the Imperial Intelligence, basically. I guess I'd get how they contacted or got Axel Thorpe, how, they, how did they contact him to get him for this job? Was it like an agency hire or... Ah, uh, I could wire you the the particulars once I get back to the office, or send you the send a, a courier with the particulars, the documents. Can help us in tracking him down. As far as I'm aware, the only thing I was briefed on was his potential connections with uh, the Luna City Underworld, organized criminals. So, uh, we take checks, money orders, and cash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, and she produces a stack of uh cardinal's crowns uh which is a uh, bills but uh kind of local local currency you you get a pretty hefty paycheck uh for mm -hmm. relocating these it's not typical to draft a contract in mm -hmm. in these type of type of situations so mm -hmm. uh, that's an option you have of course but uh the less tr the less they can be traced to yeah. you as well, uh, yeah we will contact you with our progress on a regular basis very good. Um, I look forward to your to your updates, and I will send a courier with those um, particulars on yeah. Axel yeah. Thorpe. Stand up and show her out. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the money and lock it in our safe. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out a couple for you know expenses. It's probably very necessary considering your low funds. Mm -hmm. We probably got a wall map of the city. 
If yep. they didn't, you've put it up. I get the push pins and yarn. So the spaceport is here. The delivery point was there. Uh, looking at documents, did they, where was the like the last scene? Or they just left the port and then never? Right. So you again. are you are in an area called the perimeters, which is the majority of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a it is a, a kind of lower storied uh, section of the city that kind of s- slopes down like the lower slopes of a volcano, right toward the very edges of the the city it's where a, all the industries are. It's a Blade Runner city. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> or Metropolis. Both of them are apt. Sure. Yeah. According to her uh, report, the um, what they what they discovered is that it, it should have vanished somewhere in this area. This is the only area where they don't have uh, good surveillance or good agents. They don't have have checkpoints, anything like that. So the last checkpoint we can right. put a thumbtack at. And, yeah. Okay. That's as far as they got. Well, Jack, you've been here for a while. Who do you know in this area? I, I just sort of put my finger on the section of the perimeters where they would have to have passed through from that last checkpoint. Oh, well, I know uh, there are several people that uh, work on the streets that we can talk to. We got like a picture of the truck they were loaded in or something. Oh, yes. Yes. Sure, we would know some contacts that uh, might know something about this Axel Thorpe. You want to check with some uh, contacts on the street first? Or or phone some people who might know about uh, the Axel Thorpe guy? Or I guess maybe first we just kind of uh, go hit the, the streets and people who would have been on the street in the area. Shoeshine Boy, the newsstand guy. I, I, I put a little, actually, I'll write a little note and tape it to the door. You know, courier, please insert the folder into mail slot. Just in case we are not there when he shows up with the stuff from excellent, from, excellent. So you have your uh, you have Moretti's van, uh, kind of a cheap, beat up, <laughs> quote unquote, surveillance vehicle. You putter out toward the end of uh, edge of your your neck of the perimeters. I guess you want to start with the Imperial checkpoint, quote unquote. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not an official place, but there's a there's a, an Imperial owned business. Which is, you know, quite probably a front for front slash safe house for imperial uh, agents. I'm not going to bother bother with that, but we'll probably hit the businesses around, mm-hmm. or, or like you said, shoe shine boy or whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, there's a there's a newsstand like right across the street, uh, selling both the the Independent Citizen and the Chronicles Daily Chronicles, the the working man's and uh, high class. Uh, Newspapers, slightly more copies of the Independent Citizen, of course, since this is out in the perimeters. So he's standing there smoking, waiting for somebody to buy a newspaper. What a- attribute do we use to interrogate people with? Well, what do you do? That's the first question. I buy a copy of the Independent. <laughs> he mutters something <laughs> like, oh, it'll be, it'll be wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, quor- yeah, quarter, quarter cardinal. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So. How's business? I, I think he like smacks his mouth a bit and goes booming, hard sarcasm. That probably means you uh, have some time to notice what might be happening in the area. And I, I buy a paper and specifically overpay. <laughs> uh, sounds like maybe a personality role. Okay, is it nine? All right. Okay. So yeah, he takes uh, the money. 
uh, hands you the, the paper. Uh, or, well, you pick up the paper and hand him the money. He looks it over, flips it over a bit, and puts it in his pocket, pocket uh, where it's going to be horribly rumpled and greasy. And then he says, yeah, sure. Well, like a, a photo of the truck. You see this go by? I'll give him the, the time frame. Ah, uh, lots of trucks, lots of vans. But I guess I might have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one that was smoking. Engine trouble, maybe. He points toward the like end of the street. There's a mechanics shop up the street. Wouldn't surprise me if they turned in there. Okay. Truth? Truth. I look over at Jack and nod. Ah, well, thanks for the news. <laughs> thanks for Durand. <laughs> the cardinal on the, on the bill. I think then we head to the, uh, the shop. Cool, cool, cool. So it's a it's an independent little uh, workshop, one of those like uh, old timey um, drive in open like uh, this wide open drive in the pneumatic yeah. uh, you know car platforms that kind of thing. I, I come in to sort of run my hands over some of the stuff. Oh, I haven't seen one of these in years. Yeah, so this uh, this uh, <laughs> uh, kind of skinny mechanic uh, with a um, like capital ball cap comes out. With his, you know, he's cleaning off his hands on a rag. Uh, how can I, how can I help you, gentlemen? That looks around, sees that you don't have a car about to drive in or something. So uh, we're uh, looking for some colleagues, and they may have some car trouble. And I'll uh, produce the picture of the of the truck or the van or whatever it was. Cool. So he he kind of raises the the ball cap with a with an index finger and looks at the picture. And it's like um. Uh, yep. Yeah, that was here. Um, and then he goes into some specifics about um, some engine part that uh, he had to fix. Um, luckily, he didn't have to order it. And you now he goes into that and kind of forgets that you're there. Anything you can tell us about the people in the truck? Were all three of these people there? Um, yeah, I think so. That guy, for sure, he points to Axel Thorpe. This uh, may sound like an odd question, but the part that broke, did it break naturally or was it broken intentionally? Uh, you, could, you could make, a, you could make a, an intro with the tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah. from his explanation, his like uh, absent-minded Ooh. Uh, Ooh. mechanic explanation. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a typical, like, I, I'm not super high on uh, up on engines myself, but this is like a, sim- a part that would be very simple to sabotage if you wanted to. Do you still have the part? Uh, I suppose. Yeah, how about you go find that? Let my friend look at it. Well, it's just a broken part. Why, why would you need that? We're concerned about our colleagues. And uh, want to make sure no one meant them harm. Well, is, th- is this some sort of corporate espionage thing? Nine, nine, nine. It's not corporate espionage. And I proffer him, a, uh, was it a Brandhart or who was it? What? <laughs> uh, a bill. Okay, okay, okay. You give him a Durand too. Yeah, no, no, no. It just Dur- want to have a moment of your time. <laughs> the Cardinal would like a moment with your time. <laughs> Shrugs and he goes and, and gets the part. Do I need a roll to look, work it over or? No, 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 no. It's been, it's been probably intentionally broken. <sighs> Sabotage. Uh, do you mind if you keep this? It's junk. Ah, but it's important junk. You learn much from how things break. Is, is this some sort of corporate espionage uh, evidence thing? If it was, the less you got involved in that side would probably be best for you. Remember, loose lips sink ships. Never mind, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
So about uh, what time did they get in and what time did they get out of here? Oh, I'd say about nine, nine something. And uh, I mean, it wasn't a difficult job. I just, I mean, I had the part on hand, so I just switched it out. And um, mm-hmm. I think they had a smoke or something. And they, yeah, then, then they went on their way. Uh, which way did they go when they left? Beg your pardon, mister, but uh, they drove off. I went back to my uh, like he's about, probably about to say like comic book or something, but he says uh, newspaper, and yeah, uh, that was that. I I didn't keep a close eye on that. Paid in cash. Uh, I like right. that. I look over. You have any more questions for them, Jack? No, I think uh, we've got what we can here. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, by the way, if those guys, your colleagues, I think one of them left his lighter, um, and he's like he paused through his like coveralls. <laughs> It's like produces a little Zippo thing, uh, and uh, it has like a Bauhaus cog uh, engraved on it, uh, and he's like hands it over. Like, uh, oh, I'll, looks I'll mighty s- fine. I'm, I, I wouldn't want him to um, go without it. Seemed like a heavy smoker and all. Well, we'll see if we can get it back to him. Uh, any engraving or anything that initials or anything like that? No, no, it's not like you know, yeah. <laughs> two Hans from France. No, nothing like that. We knew that we know the general direction they had to go from here. But yeah, I mean, you choices. know the direction of the headquarters in, in the old town. Yeah, for sure. What time were they expected at their... 10.30, which, uh, you know, if it would have been a quick fix, they would have arrived maybe 20 minutes late. So if they're looking to make up time, if I look at the map, I pipe out a little street map, but look at the map, is there a route they could have taken that, would have got, that may have been gotten them, gotten them there faster? Sure, ma- sure, make an int, uh, int roll. Partial success. Yeah, sure. Uh, there are two principal roads that they, they might have taken that are uh, expedient. One is, you know, directly up back on the highway, and one is a side road that uh, meanders along the uh, uh, Lake of Testimonies, which is, uh, uh, I mean, it would be like the quote-unquote scenic uh, route, but it's still the faster, it's less mm-hmm. less traffic, right? Yeah, and the newsstand guy didn't see them come back out, so no. point to the uh, that route. You check? Sure. You probably have enough intelligence to figure out that if they went back to the highway, they would probably, you know, been spotted by some mm-hmm. other imperial interests. Um, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. mean, they could have they could have gotten lost on the way to the highway, of course. Well, let's get in the Moretti van and see what see if we can spot anyone who might have seen them. All right. I guess cool. we head Lake, down. Lake of Testimonies. That's, yep. that's where we're going. Cool. Uh, it's it's not very far. It's like a couple of intersections, and then uh, you're out and and you're driving along the the lake. Uh, and all of the buildings on the kind of lakeshore are um, kind of run down uh, residential buildings and, and businesses kind of at the edge of where you normally roam. The the closest uh, place is like this laundromat, like that would be a business where people would maybe like frequent and hang out and, and see things. This was probably like a pier. Stop there and canvas those places, see if we can find somebody who if they... They saw the truck go by. Sure. There's a kind of a paunchy uh, guy uh, sitting outside the laundromat. Uh, looks maybe like the owner reading a newspaper with a, like a, an, um, you know, one of these like tables, cheap tables with a, an integrated like uh, big umbrella or parasol or whatever. Oh, a little patio table yeah. here. Morning, sir. Looks up. Yep. Morning. And he gives you like the like uh you know uh the the rates for using the laundromat, right? Oh, you uh have a nice view of the road here. 
I would like to know if perhaps you would have seen this truck drive by sometime a bit after nine. Um, make a personality roll. That's oh, a ten. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he squints at it for a moment, and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it had a weird sound. Like, like it was chugging along or something. You know, pr- probably, probably had one of those cheap Mishima parts. Like it was missing a cylinder? Do you still have the broken part with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you if you show it, he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, the, that's the one. It sounded mm-hmm. like it had a cheap uh, Mishima replacement. Why do you ask? Um, just some colleagues of ours that uh, are trying to track down. Sounds like they may have some uh, mechanical problems. You wouldn't have noticed if there's anyone following them, would you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, there were other cars on the road. Um, I think they turned in over there, and he points to like uh, two streets down. There's a like bent stop sign. Uh, it's like points to that one. Like, yeah, I think they turned in there. If they turned that direction, would that be in the path we were following? Or that would be like kind of doubling back into your uh, uh, region of the perimeters, right? It would not be going toward the main path. Thank you, thank you, Manhaf, for your your assistance. You don't press shirts, do you? I'm looking for a better laundromat. I just make sure the machines roll. Danke, Sean. <laughs> I think maybe for the first time he notices that you're a little overdressed for this area. <laughs> I'm overdressed for just about any area around here. So let's go see where, where this leads us. Um, so yeah, if you go down the road and check out the road there, it's it's kind of a cramped, narrow road. Uh, lots of little side streets and alleys. Uh, and poking through them, you actually find the, the van standing with like one of the back doors half open in a shaded and secluded like trash-filled alley. Any bodies? Yeah, this is where we get out and start uh, looking over the scene here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any any kind of, like, assessing uh, would be int. And awareness, yeah. if you have it. I do have awareness. We can have one of you test, maybe, uh, a role. Uh, let's make that Jack, since you have the skill, and maybe Klaus can help. So a partial is mm-hmm. a plus one. So you get a nine. If you want, Jack, you could uh, you could spend a strain and roll an additional die, which could give you a crit. Yeah, I forgot about that mechanic. There we go. Oh, hey, crit. You know, looking over this place together, uh, you notice that there are kind of minute bloodstains uh, on the rear bumper. And looking over the, the cab itself, it looks uh, like uh, the, the glove compartment is open. Uh, one of the seats is kind of like half pushed back, like there was a kind of a struggle. This is like a, a van with the, uh, it doesn't have a dividing wall between the cargo mm-hmm. section van and the front. Yeah, so yeah. Go yeah. between them. Uh, like one of the seats looks like it maybe was like pushed back suddenly, and it's not hanging to the side or anything, but it looks like it was maybe somebody was elbowed and pushed. You see all kinds of like little elements of struggle, and they're, they're, blood stains here small blood stains maybe pushed <laughs> yeah. or or pulled back so, sure you know. sure that could also happen there is a scrap of uh of uh, fabric like somebody tore a pocket off a jacket or something that's also stained and uh, uh since you crit so you got a crit there's probably also like one of these like bullshit come to the local flamingo hotel what do you call it? like business cards or a matchbook the there 
yeah, like a matchbook. It's been trampled. And this is a this is a hotel like hotel bar that's in the area. You know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rooms by the hour. Yes. No bodies. No no presence. No crates. No signs on the outside of the van that indicate there was any smashed or shot or anything. Uh, it has some like uh, scratch marks on the front, as if like maybe they scratched the wall when they turned into the alley. Like maybe there was a maybe there was a fight going on in the car mm-hmm. as they were driving in. And walk down to the mouth of the alleyway and look at the wall. If you look closely, <laughs> there's like a scratch, like uh, some of the the plaster has been. Um, and pain transfer yeah. too. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there room for another vehicle to drive by the, in this alley, or is it? No, no, no. It's cramped enough that you know if if uh, the van stops, that that's it. Uh, you could maybe get by with a bicycle. How far down the alleyway is it? Uh, almost all the way, and the in the terminus is like a, a wooden wooden fence with a bunch of trash cans. Are there any doorways in this alley? Not a one. What's at street level? Businesses or this a bunch of brownstones? Yeah, most of here is uh, is uh, semi-neglected uh, residential houses and some like uh, d- local businesses. Like mm-hmm. you might picture the the Bradbury Building from um, Blade Runner, that kind of stuff. The people who live here yeah. are totally at work. This is a working class. Uh, it's very dead. It's like uh, oh, uh, almost like eerily, creepily dead. Well chosen spot. Mm-hmm. Like they planned it. Hmm, all right, to uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, oh, the got, Flamingo. <laughs> yeah, Flamingo Hotel. It probably has the neon sign that goes, you know, spells Flamingo and then flashes Flamingo and then starts spelling it again. Oh yeah, this is totally the like <laughs> '80s Miami insert, uh, mm-hmm. San Dorado style Martian resort, <laughs> and that's a that's a considerable like uh, you know. Uh, eight-story mm-hmm. building or something and uh be a bit of a like a hub for all kinds of activity uh criminal and otherwise no doorman here check with the receptionist or yeah the front desk yeah cool. yeah yeah this is the kind where uh you go in and the the kind of front desk is glassed in or i guess they would have like bars actually they wouldn't be glass they have like uh since given the neighborhood uh, there's mm-hmm. bars and there's a little like slot in the bars where you can like fork over cash and get your key and so forth. Uh, and there's a there's a bored older teenager girl sitting behind mm-hmm. uh, on a on a chair there like uh, fiddling with something, right? Probably mm-hmm. flipping through the the TV stations, all like I don't know five of them, going between a capital like glamour uh, pageant mm-hmm. and a like machine, cheap Mishima produced action movie with like totally unbelievable action sequences. She doesn't even notice you coming in. Like she's totally in her own little world. Afternoon, miss. Without taking her eyes off the TV, she's like, uh, again, she gives you the rates. Like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, pays per hour and, and blah, blah, blah. And like, she's like, she's rattling off things that she said over and over and over and over. Like, you know, bar is there. They have a bar. That's high yeah, class. Yes, yeah, hotel and bar gives you the rates, pay per hour, uh, and uh, she says something like uh, hotel policy, no company hotel policy, and then she adds her own like, but we don't give a shit. She doesn't even blink the fact it's two guys asking for a room. Okay, yeah, she hasn't even <laughs> turned around to look at you, right? She's just heard uh, Jack's voice, looking to see if uh, this fellow 
but one of these fellows would have happened to have checked in here, producing the, the picture. She sighs. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, John, you're at the counter. Why don't you make a, make a, an intelligence roll? And awareness applies. All right. And you can help if you want to, Klaus. Ooh, I need help. Yeah, I didn't help much at all. My awareness will at least give me a partial. You you notice that there's a like uh, she hasn't noticed it, but there is a, a like thin blood smear uh, on the under the 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 opening in the in the bars where you're supposed to take your key. Mm-hmm. So she like she sighs and she turns around, uh, looks very bored, uh, and she's like, uh, "What?" Holding up the picture, seen any of these gentlemen? She looks down. She sees you know the blood thing. It's like, oh, gross. She picks up the like picture with like a uh, thumb and forefinger, like and then put, gives it back to you. It's like, no, no, you want a room or not? I, I look at uh, at Klaus. Is she telling the truth? She's oh yeah, she has you? no idea who's coming here. <laughs> uh, miss, when did you start working here? Uh, no, when did you start working today? Were you here earlier this morning? Been here all day. Okay, just just do you want a room or not? I mean, I. I think we'll just go to the bar. Thanks. Fine, whatever. <laughs> like, just, no, no service mind at all. As she turns away, I indicate the the blood there to to Klaus. Yeah, yeah. So let's check out the bar. So as you uh, enter the bar, I think you Klaus, you notice there's somebody like passing you as you enter. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of a large man. He has a blonde flat top, square jaw, kind of a cheap business suit and you mm-hmm. could have sworn you like caught a glimpse of like a a Bauhaus uh, uh, a tie pin uh, tie clip mm-hmm. with a little cog on it like he just passes you as you walk into the mm-hmm. bar there yeah I'm trying not to react keep a poker face when mm-hmm. I notice this does he go out or does he go up he goes uh, into the lobby and then heads out so looking in the bar do, is there any yeah uh, any customers? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a mix of of uh, folks, a mix of kind of working class people who don't have a job right now, and mm-hmm. uh, the odd like freelancing troubleshooter like you. They're oh. you know they're having beers, they're reading newspapers, they're watching sports, and there uh, are of course the working the working girl and working guy, so to speak. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell us who stepped out. He had a Bauhaus type in. Was he one of the guys in the picture? Didn't recognize him. No, no. But he definitely had the look of like you could imagine anyway that he has has the look of somebody that would oh. go to like a Bauhaus military branch or something. Very Teutonic, yeah. Yeah. He's he's mil- he's probably military. Where did he go? Out. He left the building. Well, just tail him a bit. See where he goes. Then we come back for a drink. I'm not but an alcoholic, been, I promise. But, <laughs> but he also may have been meeting someone here. Now, uh, do you do we see anyone here that from the picture? Any, anyone we recognize from the pictures? Would that be perception? Yeah, yeah. Make an intelligence and awareness. Oh, intelligence, not. I think probably probably uh, you'll help. Oh, well. oh, there you go. Okay, so a partial. Yeah, uh, I think you see uh, one of the other guys. Guy in his maybe uh, early thirties has a kind of. Um, imperial-ish look, kind of uh, cheaply dressed, but very proper. He's sitting at the uh, um, at a, in a booth, and he has uh, this, like, he's gotten a bunch of, like, ice from the bar, and he's holding up 
up against one eye and uh, trying to like light a cigarette with his other other hand. Is he using a matchbook for that? Uh, no, I think he's using a lighter. Uh, too bad I couldn't do the trick of just walking over and dropping the lighter in front of him. Hey, we still can do that. Though I think you can do it better than I can. I ha- I'll hand jack the lighter. I'll let uh, you do that because I may have a hand on uh, a pistol. Mm. So, so I, w- I walk over, flip it open, make sure he can see the Bauhaus insignia, and light his cigarette. Having troubles, mine hair? I'm sorry, what was that, John? <laughs> having having troubles, mine hair? As he does that from one side, I slide in the other side. Box him in. And stick a, a pistol in his ribs. I think you've had trouble today and wouldn't want any more. Right. Uh, I think since it was a partial, he made you, right, on the way, but you didn't pick it up necessarily. So as you're, like, yeah. pulling out the pistol to put it to his ribs, like, you feel a pistol in your ribs. He's really looking like, oh, crap. Uh, or rather, you know, feel a pistol. You see him, like, go for uh, for one as you're about to sit down. That would be a better partial. Yeah, yeah. And I so. tap his knee with my pistol. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was your question, Dirk? I didn't have any question. I said, I think you've had some trouble today and wouldn't want any more. Ah, yeah. he just kind of looks you guys from, from one person to the next. And now he's dropped his ice towel. And you can see the shiner he has. Got a bit of a you know cut on his nose as well, and he goes, "What do you want?" The crates that you were supposed to deliver. Those who were expecting it are rather upset that they did not arrive. Again, like he does, shoots. He shoots like a uh, an appraising glance at you both. He goes, "Who sent you?" The people who were expecting them to arrive. Look, gentlemen, I appreciate you probably have a lot riding on this. If we're talking about the same people, they tend to be generous. But understand, you have no idea what you're dealing with here. Now, the best thing for you would be to let this go and let me walk out of here and say you couldn't find us. Well, how does that help us? It prevents you from digging an even deeper hole for yourselves. You're already in over your heads. How about you explain to us how deep we are? He's looking around, and uh, it would be reasonable to assume that he's looking for like, okay, where's my... Where's my backup? I go, are you looking for your Teutonic friend? <laughs> I think the word you'd use would be like Bauhaus. Looks irritated at that. Look, there are things the corporations do that they shouldn't be meddling with. If these things fall into the wrong hands, uh, we'll all suffer for it. I don't want to tell you anything else or any more than that. It would be to your detriment. So why would the Dagoni regiments be involved? Why would the what be involved, John? Dragoon regiments. I'm looking in the book right now, so I'm just picking names. Okay. Ah, so you make, you make an educated guess. like Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he says, look, this is not what it looks like. Think of us as, a, as an independent uh, coalition of, of uh, interested parties, concerned citizens, let's call us that. That fellow, I saw her le- left. He smelt of prestige and... Teutonic elitism. He's out for the (laughs) common person? I could say the same thing about you, hair, any question marks, like uh, sort of emotes the question mark. Look, if we found you, they'll just send somebody else to find you. So you might as well explain yourself to us. Convince us. Yeah, make a personality roll, and you can help there. All right. Yeah, with my personality. Yeah. I got plus one. Woo! 
I don't really need your help for that with 11. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crit, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, he kind of leans back, and you can feel him kind of relax a little bit, and you hear, like, the hammer of his pistol, like, go back. Like, he's uncocking it. Uh, look, if they went to you, chances are pretty decent we'll get away. And those, I assume they told you about the weapons. These aren't just any kind of weapons, okay? They are collection of arms that were um, picked up from a bust of a heretic cell. They are not of this world, do you understand? They're extremely dangerous. No corporation should have access to them. Who knows what kind of devilish, heretic, dark shit would would arise from that. And they start meddling with these things, who knows? Um, Now, me and my associates were trying to get them out of their hands and if at all possible, destroyed. And it's no good if they go to the Brotherhood either, because, uh, well, I don't know how much you know about uh, our illustrious saviors, but they're not as um, benevolent as they seem. They would be the ones most likely to destroy something that was tainted by the Dark Legion. Yeah, uh, you'd be surprised how much of uh, this stuff is uh, locked away in the stone archives and other places. Some of these things can't be destroyed. Either way, you want corruption to crawl into the Brotherhood? Listen, listen, what are they paying you? I'll scratch my I'll scratch my chin and have two fingers up indicating, you know, like twice as much as what they actually are paying us. Okay, so he, he like, chews on that for, like, half a second, and he's, he goes, um, we have wealthy financiers. It would be an easy thing for me to simply transfer an amount of money uh, or cash, whatever you prefer, four times that amount within the hour. You forget you saw us, you leave us alone, we go our separate ways, and that'll be that. And you promise you will be destroying these weapons? That is the intent. I mean, I cannot promise that they are able to be destroyed, but at least they will be out of the way of anybody who can misuse them. And is that what he truly believes is going to happen? Is he telling the truth? He's telling the truth, uh, yes, yes. As, as, he, as he sees it. Again, yeah. uh, again yeah. the limitation, of course, is like, you know, yeah. this is what he believes. Wealthy financiers who would not want to take apart some of these weapons and turn them into other things? Not every rich person is corrupt. I don't know what word he would use, like uh, an opportunist or whatever. Now I'm scratching my head, what world is he living in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You certainly get the the vibe. Of kind of a, a weird idealist. Yeah. So, what happened, uh, Axel Thorpe? <sighs> yeah, he sighs. He didn't want to be bought. And Needs the must. Uh, and the other fellow. There were three of them. Oh, Marco's still still with us. Was all along. Upstairs, guarding the the crates. He smiles at you. I smile back. Well, you gentlemen want to think on my offer. I'm not going anywhere. And he holds up his hands as if, like, you know, you yeah. got me. <laughs> and I guess we uh, step away to a position where we can keep an eye on him, keep an eye on the door. Four times them out there willing to pay us? Gotta get in cash, you know. Yeah. What would Moretti say? <laughs> <laughs> what he doesn't know? <laughs> we pay the rent. That's for one yeah. thing. We- yeah, I don't know. Our current employers, I think we can trust to actually pay us. I hope my notebook and they show a list of expenses so far. We will give them what we know, but not everything. We will point to the truck. We found the truck, but after that... Right, but 
What I'm saying, though, is do we really think these guys are going to pay us or are we going to end up in whatever hole they dropped Axel Thorpe? He sincerely believes they are going to pay us. Now, whether or not he's also going to be ending up in the same hole, we should become his bestest, bestest, bestest buddies, as you would say. Well, do we turn them in? Oh, you know, we can benefit from this greatly. We can get them to pay us, and then we tell we can tell then Miss Shaw where we found them and get paid again. Ooh, that might work out fairly well, because then he would have t- then he would tell them what he told us, and then the V would be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> How greedy <Ooh>. are you? <laughs> no, he told us right, so we turn him in. What happens? He tells them he told us what, they, what was in those crates. <laughs> <laughs> and if this is dark heresy stuff right just having this would get you killed Uh, at least dragged in front in into some interrogation with the inquisition for sure so if we were to tell the brotherhood we would have a spend a week or so being interrogated even though we have never seen the weapons it's possible i mean uh yeah yeah. weld does have some good friends or at least some acquaintances so I think the big question is, do we trust them to destroy the weapons? Do we trust them to pay us? I love the different priorities. <laughs> <laughs> we have him. He uh, Once we decide to take payment, he's not leaving our sides. That means they have to kill all three of us then. Give a nice smile. Jolly good, yeah? Not as comforting to me as it is to you. So you're you're mulling this over, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, <clears throat> Blondie's back. Yeah, you you first see uh, the big Bauhaus guy mm-hmm. show up in the in the doorway to the bar, and he's looking over the bar, and he starts going for this guy. Let's call him um, Bartholomew. Bart, Last, yeah, Bart, yeah. He he starts going for for Bart, and uh, then four people come in behind him. One of them stabs him in the back with uh, some sort of knife or something. And uh, these people are kind of dressed in street clothes. They look a little on the dirty side. Nothing like, uh, you know, crazy, like a mutant or anything, but they look like hoodlums. The other three, they're carrying uh, submachine guns and pistols, uh, and they just start unloading into the the bar. What do you do? Hit the floor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yelling to Barton, like pointing at wherever exit there is that's away from them okay all right <laughs> yeah, there, yeah there's there's a there's a kitchen um door for sure pluck up a shot at someone's ankles and see if i can at least take one of them down sure if you don't want, if you want to avoid being shot at first i think i want a uh coordination role that that means you're in cover uh you're you're mm-hmm. you've avoided the first volley uh, i got my hand up so i don't see what i rolled oh you don't want to see Ooh, no. Oh, sheesh. Uh, remember that you have strain? <laughs> yeah, that gives me an extra die. So, yeah, yeah. I think I will take, I'll take a point of strain and roll one die. That's how it works, yeah. Right, so yeah. you get a nine. Uh, you avoid being hit, but you're pinned down behind the bar, right, both of you. The four guys are kind of making way toward, you know, where Bart is like, he's upended his table and he's behind it, trying to find an opening. Like I said, I'm going to shoot at ankles. Right. <laughs> I want to open fire. Main intent is just to give some cover so that we and him can get out of here. So let, let's is, see if you can do the opening, and then Klaus, if you want to like incapacitate one of them, you can do that. Coordination for that, or yes, yes. 
Oh, yeah. It never was a good shot. <laughs> ah, I get partial. So I think so, you, you pop up, fire, you manage to hit them. How much strain do I? One, two left, I think. It'd be good to get out of here, so see if I can at least get a partial out of this. Yes, just squeak out a partial. <laughs> <laughs> As it stands, you're both going to get shot. However, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to get your intents. So, uh, Klaus, if you want to spend a second strain to to get out of that partial zone, that's cool. Uh, if you don't, it's still cool. You're, you're going to take a little bit of hit point damage. And I also do damage to the guy I shot, though, yes. too. So you, you can roll that damage. Did five points to him. Oh, you near blow his leg off. <laughs> and how much damage does he do to me? Yeah, you roll a d6, see how much, uh, much damage he does to you. Ah! Ow. Okay. Half, half my hit points. Where does he hit you? Since I'm since I'm more or less kind of on my on my hands and knees prone shooting, I get shot in the butt. Remember, you're behind the bar, right? You're kind of pinned down behind the bars. So you well, have to kind of. Well, he's got bottle shatters and he's glass in his butt. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there goes those expensive Bauhaus trousers. <laughs> All right, yeah, you get yeah. some bad lacerations in the ass, but you do manage to to like basically blow his leg off and he just falls uh, down. Yeah. It's like uh, he's, he's incapacitated. You create an opening there, weld by, you know, you just pam, 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 pam. And they, they duck down behind tables and bodies. And uh, you see Bart like making a go for the kitchen and you have an opening as well. Both of you. I guess I'm getting shot as I'm heading towards the kitchen. No, I think you, you, get, you get the opening, right? So you, you all get to the kitchen, no problem. Right. So mm-hmm. after that, it's going to be a question of like, can you get away from them? Fixed tables in here or are they are tables you can or are these like workspaces you can move the countertops you're not going to yes, move. Yes. But they're uh, maybe work, like work, work, table. uh, work tables you can't move. Uh, but then there will be like a tray area that you can like shove around. And if you wanted to create obstacles and such. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just grab one and just try to tip it over in front of that door. There are also like a, a dozen really half a dozen really shocked kitchen workers chefs uh servers there's uh some oil oil or grease i dump it on in the floor in front of the door as well to... Ooh, <laughs> nice. nice slippery uh bartholomew i told you we're not the only ones the only ones to find this where are the crates where are the guns Right, so uh, he he dashed first into the kitchen, right, and and you get in there and you see uh, like him trying to negotiate past the the servers and the and the personnel. You can either catch up to him or catch him and then make him tell you, or you can start making obstacles, right. But either way, uh, time is not on your side here. Ooh. Well, one of us should go after him, and one other should cover our. Are you the more physical kind? I'm not particularly. Neither of you are like. Super- Neither is. I can be knocking that tray tray over, and you can go run after him. How's that? All right. Uh, why don't Why don't you make like a coordination roll to see how well you block the the entrance? I do a good job. That's very good because <laughs> it's not flat, but it's not up. It's at an angle where it's cocked right. in place. It's gonna be hard as hell to get out of, out of the way. And weld. <laughs> let's see how you do if you catch up to to Bart. Uh, to partial. Let's see. I think uh, you can do it, but uh, you're going to drop your pistol in the, like, dash uh, if you want to get get a hold of him. Because he's not, he's, he's like, he's flailing, uh, trying to get away. Sure, let's hope I can continue to be persuasive so I can persuade people not to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he flails, he smacks your hand, your pistol goes flying somewhere in the kitchen, but you get a hold of him, you pull him. Hey, you need help to avoid whoever this is getting those guns. Where are they? Screw you guys. You probably led them here. We found you. They could have found you. Right. So he's looking around like a, like a, you know, uh, animal in panic, like, and uh, you can hear the first like bangings on the kitchen door. This is not the time. Really not the time. We need to get out of here and make sure that we get those guns away from whoever those are. Fine. Agreed. Yes. So let's go. All right. So he starts going for the, the exit at the other end. So it either goes outside or goes into a, a hallway, one or the other. Yeah. Hallway and then, then back entrance. Kind of where all the like cleaning equipment and, and uh, like back offices are. Right. So you, you dash out. End up in the in the alley behind um, the the Flamingo Hotel and Bar. Uh, Bart he points to one of the vaguely futuristic uh, old smobile type cars that are parked right outside the alley. Like that that one. That's ours. Let's get in. It's it's one of these like big long uh, kind of old smobile styles, and uh, the back seat is uh, has one of those crates. Where's the other crate? In the boot. Marco Marco has the other crate. Shice. So doubling the chances of somebody else getting a hold of them. <laughs> I think he like counters with like or having the chance that anybody gets a hold of them, right? And then he's uh, he's jerking the transmission, getting going. Let's talk he, more driving. You get away just as like uh, one of these hoodlums comes running out from the from the front uh, and starts mm-hmm. firing off a, a volley. A couple of shots hit the the back window, uh, but none of you are hit and. Um, mm-hmm. Bart drives out uh, into the onto the nearby, you know, Lake of Testimonies Drive, and you you get away from them. And uh, once you get there, he's he's kind of like uh, trying to control his hyperventilating. I don't know if any place I know is safe. Do you have a safe place? You know, it could be our employers are employing other people. Yeah, to that he'll just go. It wouldn't surprise me. Anything distinctive about the group that would uh, lead me to suspect who they would have. You know, they're a gang. You have awareness, so why don't you make an intelligence roll there? Ooh, oh, crit. 12. There was a particular aroma that you remember wafting in uh, when they appeared. Uh, you know, when that, that moment when the adrenaline hits and your senses are too, super heightened. Uh, and that particular aroma, it's, it's a combination of street food and sewers. It is extremely unlikely. Uh, that these people would be imperial hires. It's much more likely that these are connected in some way to the people who imperial got the weapons from in the beginning, right? Like people who live off the grid, people mm. who are potentially heretics um, or working for heretics or mutants or some some of that description. Then I will say, no, that was the underground heretic crowd, not imperial. Ah. <laughs> All right, so he starts swearing, and he's like, yeah, well, okay, okay, calm, calm, let's calm down. long as we get some place to lay low, we can, we can, we can try to uh, contact Marco and get the other crate, and then get rid of them all, and, and, uh, and it'll, that, that'll be the end of it. So I need somewhere to go. Where do we go? Use the knowledge of the, the city to pick some place. If things went badly, I would have a knowledge of the area. Hmm. All right. There are certainly, like, uh, clear across this, the Lake of Testimonies, um, there's uh, a uh, perimeter section 
that used to be factories that people that were, that were turned into residential area, uh, residential area. It's, it's one of these places that are kind of low rent because of potential pollution, kind of undesirable enough that, uh, you know, it'd be working class, but it's not criminal, right? It's not, uh, really shady. Uh, it's, it's new enough to be, to not have any established, uh, groups pop in that would be a decent place a decent place that would for sure either be a really cheap apartment somewhere that you could have gotten or like uh an abandoned warehouse or or factory uh building okay and you tell me like what what would uh weld be what would he have gone for well when we last saw him he was he was staying at the uh at the office it wouldn't be anything particularly uh fancy or expensive right i mean this is this is something that you could have picked up since or had before but rented out or something maybe partially renovated and they like uh ran out of money but they still are renting parts of it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the risk the risk of some sort of like chemical pollution or radiation is very high <laughs> <laughs> cool cool you go there the, it's this uh like really awful place like uh, the electricity isn't working properly so uh the lamps are kind of flickering uh the intermittent power f- failure there's a big there's just been a big leak so uh none of the taps are working um you have introduced us to some new smells i've never smelled before and never want to again yeah there's definitely <laughs> like an acrid chemical smell in in the hallways and in the walls and and Along all that with- Along that with that of sewages too, so the two are mingling together in a unique. Oh yeah. Put poor. Yeah, it's probably like it's probably on the bottom floor as well. So yeah, yeah. there's that. Uh, all, everybody else's plumbing is coming out of the the sinks. The smell of everybody else's plumbing. Yeah, yeah. So you you get to your little you know hideaway cubby before you enter. Like I, I guess I'll I'll ask like what do you do with the car um, and the crate? Do you leave the crate in the car? Do you go around back the alley and part of the building that hasn't been renovated yet you can uh, muscle up the warehouse door there drive the car in cool stash the car so uh yeah uh bart you know sits down he's like uh, you got a phone in this rat hole point to pry on the wall so he picks it up it's this like wire phone with the rotary dial and all that uh he makes a call i think all he says is some stupid like uh, chess phrase and then he hangs up. Rook to you know, rook rook five to kings four or something. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. I look at him and go, what was that? Code. Uh, I I don't want to, you know, taps. I'm pretty sure yours isn't bugged, but I can't be sure of the recipient. So who did you tell, and what did you just tell him? Uh, well, we got to get a hold of Marco, right? That's his contact. Just phoned his contact. Just uh, uh, reported in, if you will, that there's trouble. Uh, if we sit tight till midnight, uh, I can we can go to a dead drop. I look over at Klaus to see whether he believes that. Yeah, do I believe him? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's still in that kind of like, oh yeah, this is totally how it works. No thought that maybe somebody else is double crossing him. I reach back and ah, mm, yeah, I mean, we should maybe have a look at that, buddy. You got any clean bandages or something here? Well, I don't know if you've given him uh, your names, but you know, he you know indicates you. Pulls like a. A towel or something is like I <laughs> put this on the expense list there, uh, Klaus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since we are working together, I am Klaus. Yeah, I'm Jack. Pleased to meet you guys. Well, 
someone pulled the glass out of my ass. Yeah, yeah, you big baby. It goes over and helps you. Like, I'm sorry about your seat in your car. <laughs> That's the least of our worries, buddy. If the alcohol will prevent any uh, infection. Yeah, yeah. You guys can take a moment to like catch your breath. Uh, mm-hmm. think about your next move and uh that's going to count as like resting up so if you spent strain you can re- you first of all any strain you have left roll that and, and add that to your um hit points if you got hurt or hit Un- unfortunately uh bart is not a trained physician so you're not getting any extra dice yeah and then you recover the stress you or the strain, strain you yeah. spent what do you busy yourselves with or what do you intend to busy yourselves with uh here for the hours, you know, the seven, six, seven hours till midnight. Tell me about these well-meaning philanthropists who are going to save people from these weapons. I'd, I'd really like to believe that there are people like that out there. <laughs> <laughs> you made a, a good enough impression previously, and you've been helping him out. So uh, he gives you uh, a, a little bit more info on what he knows. Right. And mm-hmm. he was recruited by um, like another imperial like intelligence officer whom he uh, refuses to name. They uh, they ended up meeting up with a few people of, of like minded bent. Uh, he's never met any of the really higher ups, but he knows uh, uh, that, uh, you know, they, they pay on time. They it's, it becomes kind of clear after, you know, talking with them for 10, 15 minutes that. He's kind of in a cell, right? An isolated operation, op, you know, cell yep. of operators. And yep. he only um, knows his contact. He, and yeah, the he knows his contact. His he knows that they can get things done, but there's very little like interaction. Other than the uh, the the propaganda yeah. they gave him f- to recruit him. Yes, I wouldn't call him naive, but certainly um, idealistic. Yes, mm. borderline naive. <laughs> But you do you do get the the like uh, that this is a cross uh, corporation like this is a, an unaffiliated group right it's not uh, an imperial group it's not a Bauhaus group it's not a capital group anything like that so you've heard that there could be uh, you know initiatives of this kind in the cartel since it's uh, built upon like uh, corporate cooperation but, but it's usually. Kind- it's not usually this type of like uh, work against corporate interests. It's more like how can we negotiate so everybody gets something. And he was contacted by an imperial intelligence agent. agent oh yeah, he right? he is from from the imperial corporation, Luna born and bred, but in mm-hmm. the imperial section. Who was our Teutonic friend? Yeah, I think his uh, name was Benno. Didn't know him much. I, you probably pegged him some sort of uh, Bauhaus special forces. They bring in a lot of those guys. So we have Imperial Agents, Bauhaus Imperials, Marco. What is his affiliation? Capital, I think. Hmm. Very interesting. If you're just having a conversation and maybe having a bite to eat and resting up and not pursuing anything in particular, then about eight in the evening, I would like you guys to make a, an int awareness roll. Can I help? Yeah. Not much help. I'm half tired. Oh, there we go. Fantastic. What opportune location do you happen to be in, Jack, to notice that two of these hoodlums that you met before are coming toward the building? Like where? And you you can tell me, Klaus, what compromising position you happen to be in at the moment of this. I'm sleeping. I'm taking out the trash. (laughs) 
yeah. Of yeah. course. Excellent. Right. And you notice yeah. these guys, uh, they just rounded a corner uh, and they have their eyes on uh, on the building and they haven't noticed you for now. What do you do? And take a plus one on anything you do. These are the guys who we dealt with before. Yes, yes, you recognize them. You see, you, you're like, okay, those are two of the guys in the in the bar. Grab a, a bottle and then throw it so it'll smash next to the window of my apartment. All right. You know, try to do this while I'm stay ducked down behind like a dumpster or something. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, let's do coordination. Let's see if you can you can manage that in a way that's uh, conducive to your intent. And plus one. Yeah, plus one isn't enough to help me. Nope. Okay. Maybe I got I got my strain back, right? Yes, yes, you did all of it. Might be good. To, uh, yeah. Well, partial. Yeah. yeah. So. No, no. If he's got that's six and four is ten, it's a success. Oh, you're right. You're right. Right. I'm excellent. So full success. So yeah, uh, you ripped from your sweet, sweet dreams of uh, of Bauhaus cigars and um, Greta and, and uh, academic <laughs> accolades. Yeah, Greta. Yeah. By the smashing. Was is das? And uh, uh, Bart's like, he's fallen asleep in a chair across the room. He's also like, <gasps> Sturm. The hell happened? Sturm. Okay, okay, okay. I go over, I go over to the window that where where it hit and I look out. Do I see anything uh, anything of, of sorts? Yeah, I think you spy uh, the two guys moving toward the building, moving toward the entrance. The crate. Did you check it for tracking devices? Shit, I don't know. I mean, it's dark legion stuff anything's possible mm, why they're here D- yeah get your gun get my gun <laughs> where Jackson. hey where, where's Jack- weld where's weld and he has this paranoid look on it, on his face like oh that fucker betrayed us no no i heard glass break i did mm, i did he's he's not here there is jack jack <sighs> To the car. Yeah, uh, Jack, you can see them uh, moving toward the exit uh, entry, uh, the entrance, which is kind of the back way, mm-hmm. really, since they haven't finished the uh, the entrance proper. Are they moving towards the entrance that would take them to the apartment? Yeah, yeah, for the apartment, yeah. So they're not moving towards the car? No, 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 no. we got to get to the car now. And if he's not moving, just grab him by the collar and, and you know, pistol in hand and we go for the car. Let's have you do coordination, see if you make it out sneakily in time uh, before mm-hmm. they get there. Now, what's the co- what would the cost be if I don't? We have a running gun battle down the hallway? Uh, they'll see that you're there, but you get away. You get to the car. You know, a chase sounds fun. All right. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, you hustle down the corridor. You know, you go up out toward the back, and that's when the door opens, right? And they see you, you know, duck away. And what? there's a call, and then there's a quick like brrt of uh, of auto fire, and the you know sparks go flying, and ricochets start going through the corridor and yeah. out into the the old uh, unrenovated portion of the the building. And at least one person opens the door up and says, "Stop that!" And then he goes, "Shit!" There's another like brrt. <laughs> yeah, hop in the car, and you say, "I don't know where Jack is." Yeah, you're going around, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you're at the car. You 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 know Bart's mm-hmm. jumping in. He's starting to try to start it up, uh, hollering for you to go. Like, get the door! Get the door! Turn to the door and run over to. It, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, again, you, it's kind of like this heavy, like factory uh, door that they haven't exchanged yet. Yes, yeah, so you have to like, but it's on a wheel, right? It's on a, like a track. Uh, that's what I meant to say. So that's probably where I come along 
running. Ah, good, you're here, and help shoulder the door open. Awesome. Okay. Why don't you yep. both do a strength um, roll? And this is to get it open in time, right? Uh, oh. Oh, cool. Uh, if you uh, get a ten, if you get a ten uh, helping there, weld, uh, that'll be a crit. Oh, you crit. No problem. You just like, <laughs> oh, well, that was easy. Both have a lot of adrenaline pumping through exactly. us. Exactly. And then, yeah, like, yeah. you're out of the way precisely when uh, when Bart's, like, vroom, uh, comes out with the, the car and the door flings open. And yeah. you manage to get in. And this frustrating situation happens for the pursuers where, uh, you know, uh, you drive out and away. And then they get out just in time to see you, like, whom. And they fire a couple of shots, but they don't hit you. I, I jump in the back seat because, you know, I'm looking at that crate. I'm popping it open. So uh, uh, as, as Bart's driving, he's looking at the, in the, what do you call it? Rearview mirror. Mirror, right. Uh, he's like, what are you doing? Looking for a tracking device. They found us someplace that they should not have found us. Probably have a pocket knife or something that you can, like, jimmy it open with if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You open them up, and what you see are uh, these uh, rows of, uh, like, these weird pistol-ish looking, or maybe, like, maybe compact submachine guns. They have, like, a front magazine. They have a top. Looks like some sort of bulb or, like, uh, almost like a, you know, a hypospray canister type of thing that goes yeah. on top. And it has, like, a needle and a uh, proper barrel. And it seems to be made out of some combination of slick, dark metal and flesh and tubes. Uh, like, yeah, it's it, like it's like uh, it's like you're poking uh, apart from the Ceno xenomorph from the alien the alien movies, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Do I have a pocket flashlight? Is that possible? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking inside. I'm not going to touch those things if I can help it. And I'm looking to see if there's any sort of device inside besides those pistols and the rack they're on. You don't Just... see one. You don't see one. And Bart's like, "How the hell did they find us? This thing's it's pulsing. Yeah, my God, it's alive." <laughs> Yeah, one of them, you notice, the bulb is not empty. It has some sort of thick, viscous, yellowy liquid in it, and there's a deformed fetus in there, crammed in there. Oh, I slammed the lid right back on top of that thing. (laughs) (laughs) They have to destroy these, like, now? There is, I'm pointing, you know, that exaggerated, there's something alive in there! Hell, okay, uh... Okay, we got to think. Uh, what what do we do? Do you think we could burn them, blow them up, sink them? We're in the industrial district, right? Uh, it's a it's a yeah former industrial. Anything still going? Like a forge? N- not at the factories. No, they they've been been yeah. dismantled for a long time. Uh, turning uh, them into residential. Uh, any new any, any new industrial area? Well, yeah, that that would be a, a considerable drive though. Yeah. Uh, do you have a lake of testimonies? Pretty pretty close. Yeah, like I want to throw that thing in the lake. <laughs> it's up to you. Some place with lots of heat. Jack, do you know anyone who's, who's, who uh, has like arc torch, arc welding? Well, a lot of a lot of buildings here mm-hmm. have like old timey furnaces uh, in the cellars. Like that's the the kind of heating that's used if it's not steam. I'm the tech person here, yeah. and I know that that's insufficient heat to, to take care of this stuff. We want something like a blast furnace or an arc welder. Uh, yeah, you want uh, okay, you want a foundry. You know, we want we want a T one hundred. That sounds that sounds awesome. So uh, it, it wouldn't take a, a, a role to figure out like okay, where are the iron foundries or where are the steel foundries? What do you think, Jack? Can we destroy this like now? 
I, th I think either the cell is compromised <laughs> or one of you ratted or uh, it's as you say, they have some sort of tracking device. I don't know what what is. I'm, oh, I'm certainly in favor of destroying them right now. There is a fetus in one of the weapons. There's a what? A fetus. It's talking to them. That's how it's finding us. <laughs> it isn't talking to you, is it? <laughs> Nine! If it was, I'd shoot myself. You, you could uh, easily drive to uh, uh, the nearest foundry. Getting in would be a, more, of a, more of a challenge with a crate. <laughs> but We have Jack. We have his person winning personality. He can bullshit our way in. Sure. No problem. So you, you find your way to uh, one of the steel foundries. Yeah, imposing building. Lots of, lots of mm -hmm. sooty workers coming out from the late, late shift since yeah, none of the industries ever stop. This actually is the perfect time to get in there because it's shift change. Perfect. Not dressed like you. <laughs> no. Hey, I, I, hey, hey, just act like you belong there. <laughs> It'll be fine. Find a clipboard. Yes. <laughs> All you need is a hard hat. <laughs> like, oh my God, the owner is here. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's have you do a personality role. And, and um, uh, one of you can do it and the other can help. Uh, and that'll, okay. that'll get you past like the... I'll help. So I'll go for our role first. And that's partial. So plus one. Or partial. Okay. Nine. So, yeah. Got a crate here that we gotta deliver. Sure. So there's there, there's like a foreman there. He's like, why you know you're not on the shift list? It's like, ah, oh, well, it's really irregular. Yeah, you know they don't don't get those updated properly. And I don't know. I, I could I could lose my job here if I if I mess this up. Like, and get the sense that he's fishing for a bribe. I'll take uh, two of them. Fire a couple Durants at him and. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to lose my job for not delivering. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, you know, he's like, mm -hmm. "All right, but I want you out of there." He sort of smushes, smushes them down into his breast pocket. And he's like, "I want you out of there in ten minutes." Yeah, Vaughn. So I get and since I'm the tech person, I go, mm -hmm. "Yeah, you better go there. That's that's where they would have a uh, one of the large uh, cauldrons full of molten metal. It just mm -hmm. drop it inside." Yeah, yeah, it's this whole like uh, you know classic <laughs> Terminator Two kind of <laughs> mm -hmm. interior, but with lots of like workers that are all like in tank tops and hard hats and sooty yeah. and sweaty and shit. Find a catwalk that goes over one of those big thing you know, cauldrons of molten metal and. I don't see any particular obstacle to you doing this. It's just a, a, mesh, a matter of like uh, logistics, getting up there and then dropping the crate. And then you manage to get out of there a little sootier than you were before, uh, smelling yeah. like smoke and foundry. Does it react when it drops in? No, I don't think. There's, there's this awful noxious fume, I think. Really, as we as we could tell in this place. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it turns like weird crimson, greenish, like bleh. And then it, it's it's swallowed up in the. Gee, if we only had the other one. We go to the dead drop. We and hopefully we are not dead when we get there. Right. So given the time, I think you yeah. get the dead drop, and there's just nothing. It's dead. Not no one's dropped anything. It's just a complete dud. And uh, Bart mm -hmm. is like he's clearly like uh, distraught, and his plan is to hitch a ride to uh, Venus. Uh, and uh, see if he can uh, contact some of his, like uh, the other Bauhaus people. Um, just get out of Luna. Mm -hmm. You, well, I mean, you can always report that what you want. Looked for them, couldn't find them, or well, we, the, that the van's still there, so we at least can point to the van, and then okay. you know, and then they can piece together the shootouts and crap like that. You know, somebody came after us, 
So we think maybe those guys got the goods back. All right, so that's the story you're going with. <laughs> cool, He's cool, got cool. personality to sell it with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can totally <laughs> sell it that way. Shaw will be, you know, disappointed that you couldn't deliver, but uh, these things mm-hmm. happen. Hey, at least they didn't have to pay out excessively. Uh, and unfortunately, most of your, um, uh, well, a good half of your down payment was lost in bribes and, you know, work. So they Correct. do agree to pay expenses, though. So you get when- new pants. <laughs> We get a new we get a new van because that van if you think that van's still there in that at that at that hotel uh, yeah we get a new van out of this. Mordecai's <laughs> so happy. <laughs> what did you do with my van? <laughs> I don't think they'll pay you that much. It's an un, unfortunate raw deal, uh, but still a V. So either Marco is dead or they, they simply said, yeah, screw that, and we'll just take what you got and you know, bye, Marco. It's Luna City, Reinhardt. It's Luna City. Yeah. All right, that was fun. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly always mm-hmm. enjoy dipping back into this uh, ridiculous mm-hmm. setting, playing around with different elements. Uh, like oh. last time, it was uh, more of the like specific Dark Legion threats uh, mm-hmm. and some like Brotherhood stuff. This time, I wanted to bring in more maybe like the mm-hmm. corporate Angle, just arrogance yeah. and and the desire to be kind of have that competitive edge where you're like you know the legion's going to go away someday and when that happens we want to have the highest possible you know tech know-how to be competitive so of course we're going to tamper with the tainted horrible dark yeah, yeah. technology <laughs> cool 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 thank you for playing um mm-hmm. i'll catch you next week hopefully all right can I interest the fine gentleman in uh, a snazzy pair of shoulder pads? It couldn't be too big. We aren't Doom Troopers for anyone. <laughs> if you want to contact us, we have a Facebook page. We started a Google Plus community. There's our forums, sundayskypers.freeforums.org. There's email, sundayskypers at zoho.com. That's sundayskypers, all one word, at zoho.com. And of course, there's always telepathy.